0: Hello and welcome to Young and Sober, the podcast where we discuss what it means to get sober under the age of 30 and stay sober. If you're sober, so be curious or just curious, you've come to the right place. This is episode 25 and this week we will be chatting to Noelle who's come to talk to us about young, so being young, sober and working step two. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm really good, thank you. Um, so before we start, we've just got a question from a listener. Freddie says, a friend of mine is relapsing and I'm struggling to support them. What would you suggest I do? Noelle, what would you say to that?
1: Um, yeah, I think that happens a lot in recovery because you get really close with people in recovery and not everybody's going to make it. Um, one friend of me in recovery relapsed two weeks ago and I found it hard to support him as well because at the one hand, I really want to help him and give him the same um, the same recovery as I have but it's between him and his higher power I can't really do anything about it so the only thing I can do is share about my recovery but I think at the other hand it's really important to keep yourself safe because you're an addict at the end of the day as well and if they are using it's not a really good idea to hang around with them yeah if I was you I would just like offer you your your hands for help for recovery but that's it like yeah don't let yourself track down in it
0: yeah a hundred percent i totally agree i've had lots of friends relapse as you said it happens it happens a lot you know they talk about it being one in six who get this Mm -hmm. um so chances are if you haven't got a friend who's relapsed yet you probably will at some point um And yeah, I I completely agree with you, you know, keep yourself safe, ultimately. um, I have friends who have, you know, 20, 30 years in recovery who can go into places that are very difficult because their sobriety is very, very solid. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, especially in the early days, it's really important to keep yourself, I mean, at every point, it's important to keep yourself safe first. So if you feel like it's threatening your sobriety, then kind of take a step back. I think one thing that makes it a little bit easier, I had a really, really good friend, Alex, who actually came on this podcast a while ago. um, And she kept coming back to meetings after her relapses, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. So the best thing for me to do there was just to be non-judgmental, really loving, and just be like, welcome back. It happens, it's okay, let's get started again. Um, But like you said, if they're still out there and they're not kind of coming back to meetings, all you can do is say, look, I'm here when you're ready for recovery. I'm back, I can tell you what I did, how it worked for me, but that's like you said, that's all, that's all we can really do, can't we? We can't make anyone do anything
1: that they don't wanna do.
0: And that just kind of reminds me about me before I got sober, like so many people tried to get me to stop drinking Mm -hmm. and I wasn't gonna listen to anyone until I was ready. So the way to kind of work on acceptance for that, for me is just to think like, when I was in my using and drinking days, what was gonna bring me in? nobody and nothing except myself when I was ready so to try and accept that that's what it's going to be like for them as well yeah um thank you so much okay so do you just want to give us a brief intro to when you got sober how long you've been sober and what brought you into recovery
1: yeah so I got sober when I was 16 years old um I went to a treatment center in the first place for my depression and anxiety, eating disorders, just all the, all the other stuff. And in the treatment center, it was also for people with addiction problems. And in the treatment center, they told me that I was an addict. And I was like, no, I'm not because drinking and smoking weed is the only thing that makes me happy. <laughs> and he said, yeah, that's your problem. Because during the week I was just depressed, laying in bed, cutting myself, messing with, with food, not eating, binging, purging. And I was just only looking forward to the weekends where I could get totally drunk. Um, To feel that ease and comfort, that relief, like that was the only thing that made me happy. But in the end, even that didn't make me happy anymore. I was just, during the week I couldn't drink because of my parents, but I was just obsessing about it the whole day, laying in bed thinking that I wanna drink. And I couldn't control myself anymore when I had a drink um so when I got out of the treatment center I said to myself okay I'm gonna stay sober till I'm 18 then I sort myself out and then it will be fine and then I can drink like a normal person but no I couldn't <laughs> so today I'm 19 years old and last week I picked up my three-year-old and uh, my three-year sober chip amazing yeah thank you I'm really happy I'm really happy that I'm still in recovery.
0: Oh, that's incredible. I think, I think you're the youngest person that we've had on the podcast. Oh, (laughs) I think, I think, yeah, 16. I think you're the youngest person that we, well, the person who came in the youngest. It's incredible. It's so amazing to hear that story and somebody kind of getting it so young. I mean, I, I was ready to come in at 16, but I didn't come in until I was 27. So, you know, I have another 11 years of drinking until I, until I actually came in. Um, so step two so just for listeners who don't know what step two is it says we came to believe that a power greater than our stel- ourselves sorry could restore us to sanity um so Noel, what does what does that kind of mean mean to you or what did it mean to you when you first came in
1: um when i first came in i first did another program not um aa and i was really like my parents are Christian, so I'm good with this step. I don't really have to do this. <laughs> I'm safe. <laughs> I believe that there's something out there. But now the last time that I did it, I really see it in two parts. Like, I believe that there, that there is a God, a higher power, something bigger than myself. And the other part, that I'm insane and that I need that higher power to restore me to sanity again. Because I tried my whole life to, to stop my insane behavior, but I couldn't. So for me, it really means that I believe that there's something greater than myself who can restore me to sanity.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. I think the thing that I found really comforting. So I I was really scared of this step. I was really scared of this step and step three, which we'll get into next month. Any step that included the word God or the phrase higher power made me panic because um, so I was brought up. My dad's Catholic. My mum's an atheist, which was a very confusing combination. Um, But my dad used to drag me to church, and I absolutely hated it. And he would take me every single Sunday, and I would hide under my bed, I would hide in the wardrobe, I would try and run away to the toy train in the playground down the road. I just, I absolutely hated it, and. I think the interesting thing that I kind of realized now, I, I kind of circled back and I actually, I became a Christian in sobriety. Mm. And I just want to preface that by saying to anyone listening, the higher power does not mean a Christian God. It's a God of your understanding. For me, it happens to be that, but you know, it's, it's so many different things to so many different people. Um, but at the time that I did my step two, my sponsor said to me, look, Alex, it's not we believed, it's we came to believe. So the process of recovery, and I'm, I've shared it in this podcast before, it starts with being about the action. And then the feelings and the belief for me came later. So she suggested I pray, you know, she suggested I meditate. She said that praying is speaking to your higher power and meditating is listening, which I really loved. Yeah. Um, and even though I didn't want to, because I, I was angry with God, you know, there were things that had happened in my life that I felt like, god doesn't exist because he's allowed these things to happen um yeah i mean i i just did the things because that was what was suggested and she she basically just said alex just do it like you don't need to believe it you don't need to understand it um just do it and then i decided that nature was my higher power um and i really loved that because nature is bigger than me you know the sky the sun the sea the trees, whatever, and I can't explain necessarily how those things come to be, how you know evolution works, like all of that was just this huge thing that was bigger than me. Um, and another thing that my sponsor said to me is think about the wind, you can't see it, you can't always understand it, but you can feel it, you can mm-hmm. feel its impact. And so that was something that was really helpful for me to think about with my higher power. Um, And yeah, I mean, I didn't kind of find a real solid relationship with my higher power until I was about two and a half years. Um, But the insanity thing that you mentioned as well, the, you know, they talk about the Albert Einstein thing, which is insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. Mm. And that's what my drinking was like. Every time it was like, I'm just going to have one or, you know, or I'd wake up and be like, I'm never going to drink again. I know how it makes me behave. I know how it makes me feel. I know it makes me depressed and anxious and worse, but I'm not gonna do it again. I'm not gonna do it again. And then I would do it again. So I had so much evidence in my life for the insanity and just this desperate need for something to make that easier. And so even though I struggled, really struggled with the word God, I think my desire to get what I saw everyone else in recovery having, Um, You know, people were happy, and they felt like they could accept things as they were. And I just couldn't. And I wanted that so badly. And so I think the desire for the peace kind of overcame my fear of the word God. Um, And I wondered what you know, you said you, your parents are Christian, did you feel kind of close to to a higher power before before you got sober you know you kind of said like I think I've got this did it did it feel like it came naturally to you or was it quite difficult?
1: Um, I found it quite difficult and I, I saw that especially in the last year um, because I've always been like a Christian when I was younger and I went to this Christian festivals, so I went to church and I kind of liked it but I always felt different from everybody else there I never had a feeling that God showed himself to me or that I could feel his love I was always looking for that the spiritual, how did, how did they call it in the book? The spiritual experience? Yeah. Awakening. And I just couldn't get it. Um, and when I got in recovery, I was quite resentful to God for that. And um, yeah, I don't know, I'm a Christian. So I always saw myself as a Christian. But when I was doing Step Now again, I just started to be a bit more open-minded about it. Especially with the meditating stuff, and um, my sponsor is really into into tarot cards and, um, and readings, so I kind of did that stuff with her as well, just to wander around a bit, see what I like, see what feels good for me. Um, so I always believed that there was a God, but <laughs> I never trusted God with my life because I kept doing the same thing over and over again, because I didn't want to. Yeah, that's more step three. I didn't want to give my life to God. But I did believe that He was there. And last last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago when I was doing my step two with my sponsor.
0: And I you're was, doing it, you're doing it for the second time, aren't you? Yeah, for the yeah. second
1: time now, yeah. I was just at a point that I couldn't do it anymore because I kept in recovery I still do insane things on other on other areas, with food, with guys. I just keep doing the same stupid thing over and over again. And I was just on a point that my head went back to drinking again because all the other things didn't work for me anymore. So I just wanted to drink again. And I was so shocked. Um, I went to my sponsor and I said to her, I can't do it anymore. I'm, I'm really insane. I need God. Um, and that's, that's for me the moment that I really felt God's love for the first time around me surrounding a warm energy. And I still don't know what God is for me. I'm I'm cool with that I love reading the bible I love listening to readings it's for me a combination of everything that feels for me as God as something powerful
0: yeah a hundred percent I wonder whether so I I still to this day have issues with the church Mm -hmm. um, and issues with the idea of God that is talked about in certain things so like I think part of why I struggled with, with the idea of the, the Christian God for quite a long time is, um, you know, issues with homosexuality and, you know, I have so many friends who are gay and I just didn't want to think like they're not loved or there's something wrong with them. And then, um, you know, the Bible's very misogynistic and I mean, we're not going to get into a debate about Christianity here because it's not, it's not, this is not about Christianity. It's about the higher power. Um, but I think something that, a friend of mine so she um very much believes in her higher power as kind of mother earth and she does these moon rituals which is amazing she like goes into the field and she dances and um she reads tarot cards and she believes in crystals and I just I think one of the things that's so amazing about this program is that like that can be her higher power and I can love and accept it and think it's wonderful for her and then my higher power can be A god of my understanding and have it be okay for me and we can be excited for each other about how it impacts our lives and um so something she said to me was you know it's it's about a relationship a personal relationship with your higher power so your relationship with god and i mean i choose to use the word god but other people choose to use other words um it's not about, say, the church necessarily, the specific church that you go to. It's not about people, because people are not bigger than ourselves. People are just people and they can be flawed. Um, but it's about your relationship with your higher power. So for that to be something very personal, and you know, I firmly believe that homosexuality is not, you know, bad. I believe that everyone should be able to be who they are. And my relationship with my higher power says, they're loved, everyone is loved. And my friends call me the hippie Christian, because (laughs) I'm just like, peace and love, like, it's all about love. It's just love, 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 love. Um, And everyone is loved, and everyone is forgiven, and everyone is, you know, held. And I think the reason why that kind of became the higher power that I believed in is because especially when I was drinking, but even in my childhood, I, I felt like I didn't have unconditional love anywhere. I felt like everything was conditional. I felt that when I behaved badly, I was a bad person. And, you know, I think what my relationship with my higher power has taught me through recovery is that I can forgive myself for that past. You know, I'm forgiven for the things that I do. And as long as every day I strive to be sober, every day I choose to do the right thing by me, not only by me, but by other people, That that is all that my higher power wants for me because those behaviors not only turn me into a better person, but they make me happy. Mm-hmm. And they mean that everything around my, in my life starts to change for the better. And I think, again, another thing that, that really encouraged me to believe in a higher power was the change in I saw, that I saw in the people around me. You know, you see people coming in um so I shared last week that last weekend I was at one of my best sober friends weddings um and I met her I was six months and she came in and she heard my share at her second meeting and we've been friends ever since but seeing her come in so at that first meeting that I met her she was crying the whole way through and you know neither of us really had a job we were both so unhappy and you know she is now working as a teacher and she loves it and she's successful she's just got married to her partner who has seen her through recovery they were together before she got sober and they've just got married and it was just beautiful and she was sober at the wedding and I was sober at the wedding and it was amazing and you know seeing those changes not only in myself but in other people makes me believe like okay something is happening here like there is something that wants the best for us there is you know, some power in the world, whether that's the universe or higher power, that means that we're, as long as we do the things that are suggested in the program, life is going to get better, you know? And have you had, have you had that experience as well?
1: Um, yeah, like hundred percent. In meetings, when you look around, you see, you see when people have a higher power, they're so much more calm and less resentments and they're really sharing the message. Because I think, I think the step two is really important. If you believe in something higher than yourself, um, you are just, everything inside, everything I was looking for in my, in my addiction was peace. I just wanted like that my head w- would shut up and my higher power can give me that peace. Like God gives me peace. I feel when I ask God to, to guide my thinking, it's it's so much better um so yeah de- i definitely see my life gets better when i choose to to live with my higher power instead mm. of living on my on my own in my will mm. um and i think that yeah, you only need to be willing to believe that there's something bigger than yourself you don't even have to believe in something yet like being willing is enough and they they say it in step 12 in step two as well um like when I look at myself, I've always worshipped things in my addiction, like alcohol or um, other people, just places people think. I was always worshipping things without having a reason for it. Like it's not logical that you, that you really like someone when you're in love with something. There's nothing logical about it. So we always had some faith in us. So why do we find it so hard to believe in a higher power?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. I think, you know, you mentioned not word for word, but you, you talk a bit about acceptance and kind of the, the way that you're describing things. And I think that that's so much a part of, of my relationship with my higher power. I think to begin with, I was constantly asking for things. So I was mm-hmm. like, God, give me a job. God, give me a boyfriend. God, give me this, give me that. Um, and as my relationship with my higher power has changed, I ask less, for things but i ask more for acceptance of what is and you know as soon as i stop fighting the world around me as soon as i kind of stop constantly wishing for things to be different than the way they are and kind of come to accept things like yes this is difficult or yes this is less than ideal or you know i at the beginning of covid for example i i'm a nanny and I kind of just as co- before covid came about I was in such a good place. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm working full time. I love the families that I'm working for. It's amazing. And then covid happened and suddenly it was gone. Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness, literally the first time in like 2 years I was solid. I was ready. I was comfortable and now it's gone. Like what am I going to do? And talking to my sponsor and talking to other people in recovery, it was like, yes, Alex, it's really really hard, but rather than sitting in the pain and the frustration and the resentment and wishing things were different and being like oh my gosh my life is so hard me 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 rather just you know be of service to other people in the way that you can you know support newcomers and it's service isn't just about recovery service like you know you can do little turns to people all the day like sitting down with a homeless person giving them a sandwich like you know just something to get you out of yourself um but also just accepting what is and accepting that when the time is right, the right thing will happen for you. Um, and I mean, that definitely happened. You know, I, I feel like I had a spiritual experience. I think that when my relationship with my higher power kind of became solid, I started to see evidence of my higher power everywhere. And I mean, some people would be like, that's just coincidence, this, that, and the other, but I choose to see it as my higher power. So a few weeks after I'd lost my job, I got a call from a woman saying, "Uh, you bumped into my parents in the park with your dog like a year ago and they really liked you and you said that you were a nanny. Um, Have you got any availability? And I was like, oh my goodness, yes, yes I do. Where do you live? They live in the next street to me. So I went there, she was like, bring your dog along for the interview. Like I sat, she like sat down cross legged on the floor with her kid and was like, come in, sit down, have a coffee. We like had a chat. Her daughter came and sat on my lap straight away and started reading a book with me. And she was like, Alex, she never does that. Like what is going on? And it just felt like exactly when I needed it the right thing happened. It didn't mean that I didn't have a few weeks of like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? Like, I can't earn enough money. I'm having to rely on my parents, blah, 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 blah. But the right thing came along. And for me, I believe that that's my higher power, but the waiting time is the hard bit. Mm-hmm. And the waiting time is where my relation relationship with my higher power is really important because when I trust that everything is as it should be in that moment, and it doesn't mean that I'm not loved. It doesn't mean that I'm not supported. I'm not alone in that and that's also where the power of the rooms comes in because when I go to meetings and when I share with people and when I rely on my sponsor and rely on other people in recovery when I feel like I can't carry myself through the power of the rooms kind of carries me through where I can't have you had experiences like that too
1: yeah yeah I love what you shared about about acceptance um I I saw some of those things as well when I just Trust my higher power. Things like that happen. I was last year. Um, it's funny that you're a nanny because I'm an au pair. I look after oh. children. And last year I was in Holland and I didn't know what what I wanted to do for study. So I started looking up uh, for families to be an au pair. And I had a family in Italy and one in Australia and I was choosing between them. And I was already like done looking for families. But then I got a message from this family out of from London. And it just looked perfect, but I was already like planning things with the other families. And I just trust that it was, that this was the right thing to do. And I went to London. And now when I look back at it, this was exactly where I was meant to be because my recovery went higher here. I met amazing people. I couldn't even go to Australia in the end because of Corona. Um, and to Italy the same. So it was just like, just trusting God, and the waiting time is difficult, I'm now looking for internships for my study next year, and I was looking every day, sending companies emails, and it just got rejection after rejection, and my sponsor always says to me, um, God's, rejection is God's protection, yes, I really love that, it's, so I just kept saying that to myself, rejection is God's protection, and at a certain point, I just got uh, thought in my head about a guy who I interviewed last year and I will and uh, I just sent him a message to see if he maybe had an internship for me and immediately he said yeah of course that, that will work and I know that's not for me that's that that's that it's, it's from a higher power if I trust my god and and give it to him it will be fine mm. um and what you said to, as well like Acceptance for me is as well, accepting that, that I can't do it on my, on my own. And that I, in the end, have no cho- um, choice if I'm gonna drink or not. That's really what I experienced in the last six months. Like, I don't have a choice because I'm not in control anymore. The addiction, the alcoholism is stronger than I am. And that's why I need a higher power. Like the, um, how, did you, how did you call it? The mental defense? Yes. Yeah. Like, I love that because I can do it on my own. If I step away from my higher power and take back control, I know that, um, that, I, that I can't do it. I need that mental defense. So that's also like accepting accepting the situation how it is and just trusting your higher power God, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I loved what you you, know, you shared really speaks to humility And accepting that like, we're not in control. It's not all about us. Um, And exactly like you said, that mental defense, you know, I tried to do it by myself so many times. And it's, it's exactly that insanity, actually, every time that I tried to be in control, every time that I was like, I'm going to do it on will, I'm going to stop myself from doing it, I'm going to stop myself from doing it, I'm going to stop myself from doing it. I couldn't do it. So the truth was coming to that rock bottom and being like, look, I've tried it this many times. So I've tried it this time, this way, sorry, so many times before and it doesn't work. It simply doesn't work. So as a broken person, as somebody who's got to the point where like, I can't do it this way anymore. Like I need something different. Please, please show me something different. And it's so funny, like, even though I didn't believe in God when I was drinking, I prayed all the time I was like please God like give me something I'd end up like lying on my floor sobbing and just being like please I don't believe in you but please um and yeah kind of step two and then step three again which which we'll talk about next month just showed me like I need something other than myself I need to rely on something other than myself and to begin with you know that was nature it was the power of recovery which I saw evidence for everywhere around me and yeah just showing that I'm not the center of things and I think the other thing you talked about you mentioned it earlier but again when you were talking about the job is people places and things and it's not just me that I don't have control over it's also people places and things around me and Things like, I remember having an argument with my dad once and just being like, oh my gosh, I wish, I just wish that he could see things my way. I just wish that it was different. I wish this, I wish that. Um, And when I accept people, places and things as they are, Mm -hmm. rather than trying to control them, like I can't control anyone else. I can't control anything else. All I can control is myself and my choices. And my higher power helps me to see that, so I can take these little steps where, you know, I can I can make choices and make actions that are based on my on me and what I can do, but actually the result is up to my higher power. What happens is up to my higher power, um, and yet that that humility. But then, like we talked about, acceptance of people, places, and things as they are, and you know, just trusting that the right thing will come along. And again, that doesn't mean that the right thing's going to come along straight away. My sponsor talks about my higher powers time versus my time. Mm. And I want everything in my time. I think that I know what's best for me. So often when I'm kind of leaning away from my higher power, I'm like, I know that I deserve to have this now, but ultimately it's going to happen in my higher powers time. It's going to happen in the universe's time. And as soon as I'm like, okay, maybe I don't know what's right for me because I used to think I knew what was right for me and that involved me drinking all the time and that wasn't right for me. So maybe my best thinking is not quite right. Maybe I need to rely on something other than myself. And when I do, it makes the waiting time that we talked about earlier, it makes the waiting time easier because it's like, I trust that something is going to make sure that the right thing's going to happen. And that story that you told about the au pairing is amazing because it's like you waited, you know, and you trusted and the right thing became so clear to you. Um, I believe that my higher power speaks to me through my gut. And I always used to think that like excitement was the truth and like feeling heightened emotions was the truth. And, you know, that's kind of the way that I relied on the thing that I relied on during my my drinking was like chasing the high and like the instant gratification. and what i believe now is that my higher power when i feel something that my higher power wants for me i don't feel like heightened emotions i don't feel high i feel peace like i feel calm i feel quiet i feel like i know deeply that this is the right thing for me and then i can make that choice um but that doesn't mean i don't still chase the high like you know too much shopping kind of chasing men this that and the other um but when I really lean into that, everything just feels so much easier. Do you have that experience as well?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I was always looking for like that buzz for, for the high and I'm still doing it, but I see every time when I'm looking for that high and I get it, I kind of have a hangover from it every time. Yeah. Like even when I go to a really cool party, I'm just so high in that moment. I just feel that buzz and the next day I'm just like broken, crying, mental breakdown. It's It's crazy Um, because I think that bus, I needed to make myself happy Mm. and be happy. I need to feel good all the time because that's what recovery is. But that's not true for me. In the end, all I want is the peace inside me. And I know I will get it from um, helping other people, meditating, not everything about myself and looking for that bus all the time. Um, Even with, with going out and partying, in the beginning, especially in the first first year for my sobriety, I was still really looking for that bus in going out and stuff, but I don't really get it anymore from it either, because I think during the years you're going to change a bit and the feeling that I was from well, will, will change. Um, and yet it's not what I'm looking for necessarily anymore, because I know what my power gave me is so much better than the bus because it's it's solid and it will stay and the bus is only a few minutes maybe an hour but then it will it will stop and you will feel shit after
0: <laughs> yeah a hundred percent it's it's like that into a kind of instant gratification versus long-term happiness yeah. and I feel like when I rely on myself it's instant gratification that I look for. Because like you said, I used to think that recovery meant being happy all the time mm-hmm. and that's not realistic. And what my higher power gives me is the acceptance that life is quite difficult. I um, I read a book a couple of years ago called um, The Road Less Traveled, which I absolutely love. And, you know, I'm not endorsing it, but read it <laughs> because it's amazing. Um, and it talks about at the very beginning, like, life is hard, life is difficult. And you know, the world throws things at me all the time. But the piece that my higher power gives me is that those things don't have to throw me off balance. You know, that's a choice. Mm-hmm. And when my, when my being is solid, when my relationship with my higher power is solid and when it's like an internal job versus an external job, mm-hmm when I tie my identity to my recovery, when I tie my identity to my relationship with my higher power, or at least seeking a higher power, then the world can throw anything at me. And I know that I'm gonna be okay because I have that. So like my, you know, it can take away a job. It can take away a relationship. It can take away my flat. It can take away a, you know, a friendship, but those things don't have to mean that I'm not okay and that i'm not going to be okay like if i if i cling to that and i i trust that what is is okay then that kind of solid relationship and that solid foundation of sobriety is is okay my my a friend actually that i heard share in a meeting a while ago said we build across and god builds up so like we lay that foundation, we do the things that recovery tells us to do. And our higher power brings things that are gonna move us forward once that foundation is solid. And when that foundation is shaky, then opportunities don't happen because we're not solid. We're not, we're not kind of strong in our recovery and negative things can break that foundation. And then we fall lower and lower and lower. It's like, you know, we can lay the cement And then the higher power gives us the bricks to build the house, you know? Um, And I really, really love that. And then just lastly, the serenity prayer. Oh my gosh, it brings me so much peace. And my sponsor always says, you know, it's very easy to say the serenity prayer at the end of the meeting and just say it really, really quickly and not really think about what it means. Mm -hmm. But she really encourages me to, every single time I say it, to really, really think about it, what it means. Like God, please grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference and when I really lean into that it just feels so powerful for me how about you
1: yeah I love that I love that Um, the serenity parade That's such a big part of my recovery because at first it it didn't really mean much to me Um, over Christmas I wanted to go home oh no just over Easter I wanted to go home to visit my family and I was waiting on the, on the train station from King's Cross with my ticket in my hands, but I didn't have my test results for my Corona test yet. And I was waiting there and uh, the guy from the train station said to me, if you don't have it at this time, you can come to me. We will change your ticket to another day. And I was the whole time saying, God, grant me the serenity, I trust you, blah, blah, blah. And I went to him at, at the time and I was like, okay, God, If it's not your will, I will go another day. I trust you. And I changed my tickets. And on the way that I walked back with my new tickets, I got the text. No. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's running to my train and I was, thank you, God, thank you, God. (laughs) Like a wing from God, like just trust me, it will be fine. (laughs) So yeah, the serenity prayer helps to keep me to keep me calm. And it's such like a powerful prayer. It's only three sentences but it's it's so powerful it includes everything um so yeah and you know somebody told me you're always with every decision you make you're choosing to go to get closer to god or to get closer to a drink and i really believe that with every little choice you you go a certain direction and yeah. i want, today i want to go the direction of God.
0: yeah, yeah amazing thank you so much this is the, i honestly feel like i could talk to you all day <laughs> <laughs> but sadly we're gonna have to wrap up um so finally today what is something that you're grateful for
1: This is really cliche but i'm just really grateful that i'm sober and that i can help other people today and just because of the experience that i went through like all the shits the shit things that happened in my life today i can help other people because of it and i'm really grateful for that.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think for me, it's acceptance today. I think, you know, it's very easy to look at similar to you, all the things that happened and think, oh my gosh, I wish they were different. I wish they were different. But just realizing that if those things hadn't have happened, I wouldn't be here talking to you. You know, I wouldn't have all the amazing friends that I have in recovery. I wouldn't have been able to go to that wedding and have a sober weekend and love it and meet so many amazing people. Every single thing, no matter how hard it was brought me to this moment right here and I'm I'm so grateful for that okay so thank you so much Noelle and thank you listeners for joining us we will be back next week with a speaker and a topic please do like and subscribe if you have any questions or feedback about what you've heard today we would love to hear from you so send us a message on instagram at young and sober podcast or email us at young and sober at outlook.com that is it for episode 25. We are young and sober.